Whisper Podcast. Oh, sorry. Whisper Podcast may contain content that may be sensitive for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. That's better. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Tyler. Pronouns are they, them. And I'm your host, Dylan Gomez. My pronouns are also they, them. We have an amazing episode for you today. But before we jump on in, we want to address the elephant in the room. Yes, we know we haven't uploaded it in quite some time, but we are back with some adjustments. The adjustments being that we will only be doing irks and perks for the time being and resuming our art and true crime segments hopefully soon. So we almost let Whisper temporarily go due to our busy lives. Uh, I suggested to Zach that we should keep up with our irks and perks until we can manage uh, to commit ourselves to our intro crime segments. Which I thought was an amazing suggestion, given the feedback of our fans. When I started working full-time again, finding the time to fully give myself to true crime research just wasn't obtainable. And I would hate to pull a story out of my ass and not give them the research that they deserve. So, I have I have been working quite a bit and trying to catch up with school and... It was just, it was just too much, but we love doing this. We love sitting down in front of the mics and talking about important subjects. So we're like, okay, let's just keep it going. Even if it's once a month, um, like, you know, she's, she's still going to be alive. We're still here. We're still here. We're just, we're just little busy bees. But we'll come at you. Still here, still queer, taking care of it, handling our shit, and just thank you so much for sharing, Dylan. With that being said, welcome to our third Irks and Perks episode. And let me just say, wow, Dylan, I have some news stories for you. But before we jump into, like, some awful news, let's go ahead and talk about the most awful news that we heard in January, which was uh, the Capitol was attacked by domestic terrorists. What the fuck was that? Yeah. It was honestly something completely unnecessary, and it's just, it made the divide in our country even more deep, which is... Not that it wasn't there. Like, there's been a divide in this country in every fucking major issue, right? But, I mean, that was just... That was just hard to see. It was just hard to see. It was. And, you know, I definitely think that a lot of people, like, this kind of ties into the whole attack on the Capitol. But I think that a lot of people are like, oh, now because Biden's in office, like, people think that their problems are going to, like, magically be solved. And I don't Mm. think, like, that's the case at all. I I think... I do think that he... He's coming in with some different ideas that are better but we have to keep our politicians accountable 100% make sure that exactly that they are gonna come forward with their ideas that they promised and they're gonna actually try to execute them so exactly um yeah I hate to talk about it but I mean we, we have to oh yeah that, for sure course, it was one of the biggest things that happened this this month it was embarrassing embarrassing yeah to say the absolute least is definitely embarrassing but um just so I made it like my my thing that I was gonna start watching news from like every different source right like even conservative media so like you guys would not have to yes and I am no I I'm when I am not lying to you I feel like my brain cells shrunk um yeah so (laughs) there you go um 
And it's exactly it's worse than you would expect. Yeah. With <laughs> it's it's worse than you would expect. For sure. And with that being said, I think that let's just remember, like Dylan said, this is a stepping stone for us to finally have a politician who's hopefully willing to listen to us. It seems like him and Kamala are willing to listen. Now it's just a matter of us holding them accountable and continuing to use our voices. Because remember, like we've said in so many episodes before, we are the ones that make the difference. So let's just continue to make that difference and let's continue to fight because we deserve rights. Everybody deserves rights. And... I'm just excited. Okay, well, I'm not excited to, like, jump on in because these stories are actually, like, pretty hard and harsh. Um, Obviously, Um, we're... Mine are not that... Mine, I I saw yours and I was like, oh, honey. Yeah, they're heavy. I was like, I'm going to hit you with some positive news. (laughs) Some used condoms? (laughs) (laughs) No. Nothing like that today. But I do have some, some, some activism that's badass. I have, you know, some new policies that we need to incorporate in our lives. Um, so, yeah. Do you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah. Let's jump on in. So, our first uh, topic that we're going to be discussing today is that five people, including a pregnant woman, were killed in Indianapolis. It's the largest mass casualty shooting in more than a decade. This is a story from CNN by Elizabeth Joseph and Ala Alasar. Five people and an unborn child were killed Sunday after an early morning shooting in Indianapolis Northeast Side. Police said an incident that police said an incident the mayor called a mass murder. A juvenile was also in critical condition after being shot in the incident, which marks Indianapolis the large mass casualty shooting in more than a decade. Apparently it's just not very mm-hmm. common over there. So like for this to be like a mass casualty shooting is like a lot. Um But anyways, that was according to Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Chief Randall Taylor. IMPD police officers responded to a report of a person shot just before 4 a.m. Upon arrival, police came across a juvenile male with apparent gunshot wounds, IMPD spokesman Shane Foley told reporters. Officers then received information that led them to another residence less than a block away, where they found five people, including a pregnant woman, dead with apparent gunshot wounds, Foley said. Quote, Despite the best life-saving efforts provided by medical staff, both the female and the unborn child did not survive, he added, end quote. Quote, the juvenile male that was shot is expected to survive his injuries. Marion County Chief Deputy Coroner Alpharena McGitney identified the victims as Kezi Childs, 42, Raymond Childs, 42, Eliza Childs, 18 Rita Childs, 13 Kiara Hawkins, 19, and Hawkins Baby. While IMPD investigation is in its early stages, Foley said the multiple shootings does not appear to be a random act. As of Sunday afternoon, police said that they did not have any named suspects related to the shootings, but that they believe more than one shooter could have been involved. Quote, This morning, one are more individuals perpetrated an act of evil in our city, end quote. Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hogsett told reporters, quote, while we're still learning more about the circumstances that led to this incident, I want to be very clear about something. What happened this morning was not an act of simple gun violence. What happened this morning was a mass murder, end quote. Hoggett said he is in contact with the United States Attorney Office for Southern District of Indiana and the Indianapolis Field Office of the FBI. Quote, federal law enforcement are coming for them as I speak, coming for them today, coming for them tonight, coming for them tomorrow and the day after that, coming for them as long as 
as long as it takes to find them, end quote, Hogsett added. So first of all, it's just like, what is with this mass murder? Who ended up killing all these mm-hmm. people? And it's just like, what strikes somebody to want to kill, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six people and including a baby making that seven people that's what what's crazy to me what stands out to me is the fact that he he like killed all these different people do you know what I mean? usually when murderers they have their like favorite like they'll like kill like like a young girl or something or like yeah or, there's like an mo yeah or they want like i don't know somebody with red hair something like random like that but it kind of seems like he's going for, like, all age range, like, all different kinds of people. Yeah. So that's, like, scary. You don't even know who's the next Exactly. Target. So it's, like, I can't imagine that it's going to be easy for um, the police department to find exactly who murdered this. Because typically, when you're following a case, you know, what they identify is, like, an MO. You know, so, like, what was this person's, like, derogative yeah. behind, like, shooting these people? But it's, like okay, like, this guy just killed a whole family of people, so it's, like, what is his MO? Like, is it family mass murders? Like, what is it? That's scary. Yeah. Family mass murder? You're lying. Like, that's so terrifying. So... Well, I hope they catch this guy fast. Yeah! Before something else happens. And especially, like, for crimes not to happen in that area at all, like, hardly ever. Not at Mm -hmm. all, but, like, hardly ever. It's, like, what drove this person to do that again why i'm so interested in like criminal psychology um but that's just an unfortunate event and we obviously send our thoughts and hearts and condolences out to the family and i just hope that they get justice with you know what they need um so my next story that i have to tell is kind of disheartening because it just makes me feel like the black lives matter movement and what happened to george floyd didn't you Even know what? Happened. I think. Okay, all right, it happened, but I mean, obviously, the, we have a lot of work to do. But okay, what I want, I think we should jump off each other because mine are not that bad, and then yours are obviously very heavy. So I think I should go next, um, and then you can go after that and wait, make everyone cry. Wait, but I think yours could be like a palate cleanser. It's okay, like give everybody right. like the hard stuff first and then like have you as like a palate cleanser. Everybody, oh welcome to the show, no. Dylan, our palate cleanser. <laughs> I'm the yes, over salted my... dish. <laughs> yes, okay, okay, all right. All right. Okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, um, yeah. Body cam video. That oh go. <laughs> no, no, okay. I just I you said body cam video and I was like, Oh, oh god, god, yeah. What happened? Body cam video shows police officers fatal shooting of a black man during a mental health check. Which, by the way, I don't know if somebody contacted um, contacted the police department to like send out a mental health check or like if the police just wanted to do it in general. I doubt that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, obviously this person needed their mental health checked on and that's why, you know, you were sent over there to do so. And instead of fucking doing a mental health check, there's a fatal shooting. Um, So I just wanted to say that piece before we read the story. Uh, This story comes also from CNN by Ashley Killo and Melissa Alonzo. 
The police of Chief in Killing, Texas, is defending an officer who shot and killed a black man during a mental health check earlier this month. Officer Ronaldo Contreras arrived at home at the home of Patrick Warren on January 10th after Warren's family called for psychiatric help. The police department said in a statement that upon the officer's arrival, Warren was most emotionally distressed and newly and newly and newly released and newly released body cam footage shows the tense moments that led to Contreras firing his weapon at Warren three times. Three times, which is overkill. Yeah. First of all, um, in the video, Contreras can be seen letting himself into the home after he is told by told by someone inside to come on in. Contreras quickly exits after Warren begins to yell and advance towards him. Warren can be seen outside a residence, advancing toward the officer in the front yard and ignoring verbal commands for him to lie down. After the officer steps backwards and continues to issue warnings like, you're gonna get tased, he uses his taser. Warren initially falls down, but then stands back up and continues to push toward the officer. Contreras uses the taser gun, but Warren keeps advancing and Contreras deploys his firearm. Warren, who was 52, was transported to a hospital to a hospital and succumbed to his injury and succumb, succumbed <laughs> to his injuries. Family lawyer family lawyer calls it one of the worst officer involved shootings I've ever seen. The family's lawyer Lee Merritt has called for the officer to be fired. Quote, this is one of the worst officer involved shootings that I've seen, end quote, Merritt told reporters earlier this week after the body cam footage was released, according to KWTX. Well, like, seriously, how, how, how was he not going to succumb to his injuries? He was shot three times in the taste. So. Literally. Like, yeah, this is mm- awful. The hell? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Merritt did not return calls from CNN Thursday and Friday after the footage was released. Contreras, a five-year a five-year veteran of the department, is on administrative leave according to the Killing Police Department. An investigation is underway by the Texas Rangers according to the Texas Department of Public Safety. Bell County District Attorney Henry Garza directed all inquiries to the Texas Rangers. Police Chief Charles Kimball said this week that Contreras did everything he could to use non-lethal force against Warren before he deployed his firearm. Quote, I don't see where he could have done anything else. I saw an officer trying to handle a call, de-escalate a call, Kimball told reporters on Tuesday. On Tuesday, Given the same, same set of circumstances, I just don't know what else we could do, he added, end quote. Kimball and Contreras had more than the minimum amount of mandated training, but he said that the police department was looking at ways to better address psychiatric calls. On Saturday, January 9th, one day before the shooting, the county sent a mental health deputy to Warren's house. Merritt previously told CNN that the police, that the meeting with the county, de- with the county deputy went well. Warren voluntarily went with that deputy to the hospital that night, but declined to stay at the hospital for further treatment. When the family called another mental health check the next day, a police officer was dispatched. According to Merritt, the family wanted a mental health deputy again, rather than a police officer. Asked why a police officer was deployed on Sunday, Kimball said the call taker raised concerns about why they heard on the fa- what they heard on the call from the family. Quote, it was a call for a psychiatric person, end quote, Kimball said. Quote, but as a call taker was listening to the caller, if certain things are said or certain things are heard, then yeah. it prompts a different response. It prompted a police response and it prompted a response for fires, fire See? and medics who were standing but, by, uh, end quote. 
Uh, CNN has reached out to Killing Police Employee Association for comment, but has not yet heard back. So let's just unpack this. Um, <laughs> where do we start? I feel personally that if somebody was doing a mental health check on me, sending a police officer would not help me. And the fact that that is the only resource that we have available to this day is not good. Like that is so intimidating. And especially- Well, he said that that somebody was, that they requested like um, somebody to do a mental health check, not like a police officer to do one. Exactly. They were like, oh, well, apparently, you know, it met some kind of um, certain things were said and now we just changed our mind. We're not going to listen to you guys and we're just going to send an officer. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's just and like... The, they both completed more than the minimum training. So, like, we just need to improve our training. Obviously, the training is not working. Oh, yeah. So, and obviously, like, that's not that enough. Like, what the police officer is, like, not doing... It's not doing enough. And when we say defund the police, we mean it exactly for things like this because there should be people in place to help with mental health checks and not police officers. Police officers should be helping with fighting crime, distributing tickets, so on and so forth. But I don't think that police officers should be going out to do mental health checks, especially to a black person's home. Like we kind of know what's expected when that happens. And it is unfortunate to say that we know what's expected, but it's just like we've seen time and time again that police don't respect the cl- black community. So what makes us think that they're going to respect them, especially needing mental help? And also with that information, knowing that it's for a mental health check, doesn't that say that this person is going to be in distress? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. But <sighs> I mean, like I said, there, there obviously there was no sufficient training. Even they said they were they completed the required minimum more than the required minimum and it's still happening so obviously it's not enough our minimum is not even the bare minimum to like not get people shot exactly so um yeah it's frustrating it's not surprising i don't necessarily think that we have the widespread um police reform that i think is the goal so so yeah, things like this are gonna unfortunately keep happening, um, because there's we just haven't we haven't you know gutted this situation yet. We haven't really, yeah. We haven't changed it enough to make that big of a difference. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I mean obviously the the Black Lives Matter and everything like all of I I know there has been positive change, but I mean obviously the the fight's not over and there's still so many things that need to get done exactly and i think that memoirs and statues are beautiful um and but i just don't think that that's going to solve the problem to what we actually need to address you know it's like i feel like we're asking for not a statue and not a memoir like because i mean first of all they end up getting vandalized by you wouldn't have to you you haven't you wouldn't even <laughs> need it. Exactly. You just kept the person alive. It's simple as that, you know. Exactly. Why out of our way to like do like all that stuff, if we could just like not kill the people. Am I right? Like, that's that's. <laughs> Gee, can you imagine <laughs> us just like not killing people? Like, it's murder. It is murder. Like, it's yeah. how is this justifiable murder? It doesn't make sense. 
Um, also something I want to talk about, and I'm not going to jump too deep into this because this is not what I'm covering today, but I was on Twitter and I saw that like one of the state's police departments fully has like a decked out Tesla so they can go like incognito. And I'm like, this is exactly not what we need right now. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of other things that we need. The police department Zach, doesn't need a fucking Tesla. Are you kidding me? That's not even the worst of it, Zach. I've seen other police departments. Oh, no. <laughs> no, legit. They, they have the crazy vehicles. I'm like, what do you need that for? What do you need that for? You don't need that. You don't need what that. Do you, need that for? you have a siren. And a back seat that's very uncomfortable with a cage around it. That is enough for you, sir. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um, but it, honestly, if you have a few moments to just like look up the police spending, it's it's just it's crazy. <laughs> it's so wrong. Maybe we should do that one day for a yeah. show. Like pick a police department and just like dissect. We should the fuck out of their spending and see where our tax money goes because. <laughs> I just from what I've heard is Los Angeles Police Department. Guess where we're coming? <laughs> um, but as much as I would love for us to jump down this rabbit hole, we can't, unfortunately, <laughs> um, per usual. But I do want to go ahead and tell you one last little irk that I had. Um, and let me just say, mm-hmm. this one I saw the initial interview before I saw the story. And Dylan, this interview is beyond belief. Like the most millennial. I don't even think she's a millennial. Um, I think she might be like Gen Z or something. Yeah, I think she's like Gen Z. But the most Gen Z thing I have ever fucking seen. And if you all get the chance to watch it, please look it up. It's beyond ridiculous. But the woman who attacked a black teen and accused him of stealing her phone says she didn't mean to, quote, hurt his feelings. Dylan. Oh. Dylan. Dylan. Uh, no, no. Is it the one with the... Wait, shut up. That's the one with the with the lady at the hotel mm-hmm. just accused this random 14-year-old mm-hmm. boy of stealing her mm-hmm. phone. And then they, like, made... they oh, And she made them search mm-hmm. him? Oh, no, no, yep. no, 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 no. Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure the parents, they're... <clears throat> excuse me. They're filing, like... Oh, gosh. Her. Rightfully I fucking so. hope so. Yeah, rightfully. No, rightfully so. They are. They are. I saw they they were doing like an interview of the parents and I saw that and It's much um, needed. Yeah. Also, no, for real. She's like what the hell you can't just do that and she had no proof and she you're you're traumatizing a child. That's like a very important stage of development. Like 14 years old? Yep. That can is literally trauma. Something like that? No. Yeah, can you imagine going through something and it's like, like that? Like, that sucks. You just minding your own business. Exactly. You know, with your with phone. Your <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then just having somebody be like, oh, no, no, no. And they, honestly, I think they're, they're like, um, the dad's like a musician or something. And, I like, they're not a family who's, you know, struggling. They all have their phone, I'm sure. Yeah. They all have phones. Yeah, but everybody has a fucking phone. Not that it matters. Not that it matters if, like, they were somebody who is, like, you know, like, let's say, financially struggling. You can't just accuse them of shit like that. Oh, yeah. I don't think that we can jump too deep into it because I haven't told the story yet, even though you and I know what's happening. But we will definitely get to it. (laughs) My bad. My bad. No, no worries. Oh, trust me. I want to dissect it as much as you have. We're ahead of the story. (laughs) I get it. It's frustrating and infuriating. Um, Okay. 
A 22-year-old woman who falsely and violently accused a black teen of stealing her phone said she considers herself, quote, super sweet and did not mean to make him feel like she was, quote, hurting his feelings, despite attacking and harassing the teen in a hotel lobby. Quote, I don't feel that that is who I am as a person, Mia Ponsetto told Gail King in an interview with CBS this morning before her arrest on Thursday. Quote, I don't feel like this one mistake does define me, but I do sincerely from the bottom of my heart apologize if I made the son feel as if I assaulted him or if I hurt his feelings or his father's feelings. End quote. Ponsetto was caught on tape furiously yelling at a 14-year-old Kenyon Harold Jr. and his dad, Grammy-winning jazz musician Kenyon Harold, in the lobby of Arlo Soho Hotel in New York City last month. She accused Kenyon, who had just come out of the elevator with his dad, of stealing her phone. Security footage also shows her attacking Kenyon, lunging at him from the back as he tries to move away. Harold and his son had just come down the elevator that day when Ponsetto, who was in the lobby, who, who was in the lobby, suddenly accused a 14-year-old of stealing her phone. In a video recorded by Harold, Ponsetto is seen demanding to see Kenyon's phone and claiming it as hers. As Harold tells both Ponsetto and a hotel employee that his son does not need to show anyone his phone, quote, you don't have to explain nothing to her, Harold tells Kenyon. My son has nothing to do with her, end quote. Ponsetto mm-hmm. grows increasingly irate and chases after them, and as the security video shows, attacks Kenyon's. Quote, she scratched me. She tackled and grabbed him. He is a child, Harold wrote in his Instagram post, adding that Ponsetto adding that Ponsetto had checked out three days prior prior, and pointing out that the hotel employee empowered, to the, empowered the woman to behave that way. Quote, Now think about the trauma that my son now has to carry, only coming downstairs to have box day brunch with his dad. End quote. Harold's video went viral, and although Gotten, Ponset- Gotten Ponsetto's lawyer, claimed her behavioral, behavior wasn't racially motivated, the video sparked massive outrage against what many had said was a clear case of racial profiling. Kenyon's mom, Caddy Rodriguez, who is also a prominent musician, said in an Instagram post Friday that she is happy that Ponsetto has been arrested, but they want her charged and convicted. She also called out Arlo Hotels for staying silent about the incidents, writing, quote, Know that you are as equally responsible for what happened to our son. End quote. First of all, if you see the interview, she says, like, after that whole, like, I didn't mean to hurt his feelings thing, she says, well, I understand what that feels like because I am a woman of color. Girl. <laughs> what? She fully said. Wait, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, she fully said the she honey. is a woman of color. And I said, Ponsetto. Color. Ponsetto, honey. Um, also. Is the color mayonnaise. Her lawyer is defending her by saying, well, you know, obviously a lawyer is doing her job. But she said, well, you know, Mia has everything on her iPhone. Her social accounts, her plane tickets, her monies, her Wi-Fi, her this, her that. I'm like, so if you feel as if that is your phone, if you actually feel that, then maybe walk over and be like, hi, like, I'm just curious, like, did you happen to find that phone somewhere? Like, you know, I feel like there's a way to go about something, but I still feel that she shouldn't have just walked up to this 14-year-old child and accused and attacked and scratched and 
everything that she did was just so uncalled for. I saw those videos. Yeah, I saw those videos of her doing that. Like, she was out here being a crazy woman. Like, she was being a crazy woman. Like, an entitled, just entitled, like, thinking, like, you're gonna give me, like, your stuff and I'm gonna check it and make sure. Yeah, no, no, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. And not only you? that, but like, do, and I'm pretty sure that they ended up finding. Oh it. yeah, yeah, and it wasn't even her phone. So she made this big old scene, this big old deal, and for what? Literally for what? So and for what? Sh- to traumatize a to child. To traumatize a child. So I definitely recommend that y'all go look up the Gail King interview with Mia Ponsetto because it is beyond ridiculous. It is probably one of the most ridiculous interviews I've ever seen. Um. Also, they weren't able to finish the interview because Mia went off script from what her and her lawyer had talked about, and her and her lawyer also got into a predicament that they did not air. So the interview was cut short, but I definitely recommend that everybody checks it out because it is ridiculous. Ew. Ridiculous. I'm good. I think I'm, I'm not going to check Please it don't. out. Please don't. Honestly, your face annoys me. Her face is so <laughs> annoying. It looks like, oh God. Right? <sighs> I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. Like blaming the child. Literally. Victim so, blaming. Oh, what the fuck that is that? Irritates me. That's, yeah. I just hate that. When, whenever somebody, I don't know. That is the most ungenuine, like, possible apology. It's like. Like, I'm sorry that you're at fault for feeling the things that you're feeling. Not only that, but she's, like, saying, like, justifying by saying, well, I'm also a woman of color, so I get it. And I'm like, girl, you don't don't experience. I cannot believe she said that. (laughs) You do not experience what what black people do. You don't. Like, you just don't. So it's like, you can't even justify that. Like, that is not okay. So, anyways, I feel like I have raised my voice enough about this woman. I apologize for your (laughs) headphones or whatever device you're listening on. Um, (laughs) But I think that Dylan has some little palate cleansers for us. So, why don't you take over, Dylan, and then we'll get to my perks. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. I'm excited for your perks. Um, So, let's let's palate cleanse a little bit. Let's do it. So, um, let's palate cleanse. Are we aware that Dolly Parton donated $1 million towards the research of the Moderna vaccine? (gasps) Is that something we're all aware of? You know, I heard something about her donating money somewhere, but I didn't know that one of the places was Moderna. Oh my gosh. Yes, Miss Dolly. Yes. Queen, like, legit is responsible for getting this uh, vaccine out here to the people. Dolly Parton is doing more than than our, you know, last administration. Oh god. Ooh, did for COVID. Ooh. <laughs> oh gosh. We ooh. Anyways, okay. yes, let's celebrate Dolly. Tell me all about it, Dylan. Dylan, tell me about okay, Dolly. So, according to reporter Lisa Respers uh France, she she made an article here that is titled Dolly Parton has not gotten the COVID vaccine yet. And she's the she donated to the research of the COVID vaccine, which I thought was really interesting. I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, so the uh, 25-year-old Dolly Parton is eligible to to get the COVID vaccine. Hold on, I need you to pause. I'm so sorry. 25-year-old? Did you say 25-year-old? Oh, did I? I, I saw <laughs> 75, I meant. I, I was okay, like, let me, let me start. Dolly? Let me start. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Has no, been around zero for a little too long. Straight out the woman. That woman. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> to be twenty-five and making millions, I live to be yes. like Dolly. Um, continue Dolly, on. Dolly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dolly, okay. Dolly. Me and Dolly. Me and Dolly are the same age, by the way. Um, there we go. And she still looks mm. better. Okay. Um. <laughs> So this is this is an article that's titled Dolly Parton hasn't gotten the COVID vaccine yet, even though she donated one million dollars for it. Um, yeah, so she 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 does not want to jump the line. I'm paraphrasing, but she does not want to jump the line because she says, end quote, I'm going to get it, though. She said on Thursday, I just don't want to jump the line. I don't Aww. I didn't donate the money so I would be protected. I did it for everyone. End quote. Oh. <laughs> oh. I just want to give Dolly a hug. Obviously, like, we can't do that because of COVID. Um, yeah. But I just want to give Dolly a hug. We oh. really can't because she hasn't even gotten her vaccine yet. But I'm pretty she sure hasn't she hasn't even gotten her vaccine. She, I'm pretty sure she could get it pretty soon because she's she's 75. So Of I mean, age, she, yeah. Yeah, so she, she should be able to get it pretty soon. But I love that she said that she was like, I'm going to take my time with it. Like I didn't do, I didn't donate the money for for that reason, so I would be protected before everyone else. Like she said, she did it, you know. But hopefully, we wish her luck. I'm sure she's social distancing. I know she's wearing a mask. She's doing all that. So I hope she stays safe. And I'm and I'm I miss her. I can't wait to see Dolly do other <sighs> things. I know we got a Christmas album, but I need like another album now. Um, if she's down. I would is, be down. <laughs> is Dolly Land still a thing? Like, that's still a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Dolly Land is still a thing. I uh, I think it's closed because of COVID. But, oh, yes. But yeah, as, she as has I her assume. own amusement. She has her own amusement park. Isn't that uh, Dylan, when COVID isn't a thing, we are definitely going to Dolly Land. <laughs> oh, uh, you do not have to tell me twice. I would be so <laughs> down. <laughs> Anyways, as you were saying. So, so yeah. So, that's my first story. So, Cutie is out here. She is helping us out. She is doing it for the masses. Um, she's getting COVID under control. She's personally beating up the COVID virus with her bare hands. Like she, like with her bare thing. hands. And that's that. With that yeah. big old hair. Honestly, yes. can I just say, like, how much, like, I live for people like Dolly. Because, like, I just feel like there's a lot of artists who I don't respect because they take advantage of, like, you know, their superior superiority. Um, absolutely absolutely but like just the fact that she donated money and she was like no like i didn't donate the money to get the vaccine first when i fully know people out here who have like and this has already been reported the person has already been caught so if you hear this please do not report this because this person has already been in trouble but i have fully known people who's like married to a doctor because a doctor's gotten it and like the doctor's whole family got it just because he was a doctor and like that's not how it's supposed to work no um but yeah also if you're out here secretly getting the vaccine maybe keep your mouth shut about it because that's not okay and also you're an asshole for doing so but that's not what we're focused on we're focused on dolly doing amazing things for covid yeah i mean there is like so many people who like politicians when they were like getting briefed for covid all a bunch of them went behind and like invested money in the stock for like the moderna and the pfizer vaccine so Big ol' yikes. But, yeah, I um, guess... Yeah, go ahead. Really quick. Why... I just think it's funny how uh, <laughs> politicians who thought it was a hoax are getting a vaccine for something that's a hoax. I just think that that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course. Because I would want 
you know, to protect against a hoax. A hoax. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So. There Anyways. You go. There you go. Did you know that today is a full moon? <gasps> yes. This is the beginning of, of manifestations that we've been setting for. Yes. So today is our first full moon of the year. Are you excited? Ooh. Oh. Honey, am I excited? I have been waiting for this. I feel like everything that I've been needing is going to be coming to me right now. So um, when this gets released, this Irks and Perks, it's obviously not going to be the full moon anymore. So um, so I have the next full moons for you. So the snow moon is February 27th. So that's the month of love. You got the snow oh, moon. Ah! And then... Um, March 20, 28th is the warm moon, warm, warm moon. And then uh, April 26th is the pink moon. <gasps> That's my birthday month is pink. Hello. Oh my God. That is so exciting. Um, I'm going to like bask in that pink. Hello. Yeah. I hope it's like I don't actually think it's pink actually, though. No, I, I don't think it is oh. either, but, but it's a well, cute name. It's <laughs> fine. It's Fine. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about, to get the word out, for um, double masking. It has been officially confirmed. It is more effective than just single use. The Just just one mask. It's always better. Layer it up. Layer it up. Layer it up, honey. So, so I have this um, article by Serene Lamote uh, from CNN that uh, officially confirms it. So it is a trend with a purpose now. So let's double it up, guys. Let's double up those masks. Stay safe, honey. It is no longer just a fashion statement. It is you are helping yourself and helping others. Um, So it's actually, it's way more effective when it comes to um, yourself not getting sick. Like it prevents like the, the particles like hitting you obviously so wow yeah we love to see honestly it. we love to see i've been it. doing that like since the beginning of covid but i didn't know that it was like actually a thing i think some might say that i'm a trendsetter yeah hello we did it before we did it before it was cool so we did it before it was cool yeah we gotta stay we gotta stay safe Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> during these uh trying times so let me just uh quote this real quick so uh, a 2020 study found surgical masks were uh, about 50% effective uh, protecting and worn by other people's uh, aerosol and about 60 to 70% uh, effective when protecting others. So that's like if you sneeze, it, it like is 60 to 70% effective not getting other people sick, but only 50% like not getting yourself sick if that makes sense so and i'm sure it's even less when i know a lot of people are wearing like their homemade ones that are like sometimes not as thick or not as efficient so um definitely layering it up if you're gonna be wearing like a cloth one i think is is gonna be the best when it comes to that yes 
and supportive layering it up i had a client oh my gosh this mask was so cute i want one but i had a client who like had a lace mask but like it wasn't a problematic lace mask like it was like Mm -hmm. it covered her mouth area like it hugged it but then like the rest of it was like lace so it was like black lace against like skin tone it was like beautiful and then i had this other client who was like super sturdy like pink lace mask oh my god i'm all about it if you're gonna wear a lace mask do it right but also double it up honey Put a, a, a not so cute one underneath. Put the cute one on top. There we go. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back to a quote from the article. So it says, "But putting putting a surgical mask under a cloth mask will get you a 91% removal of effect of effectively for the particles." Um. So yeah. So that's according to Joseph Allen, an associate professor at Harvard, um, Harvard School. The so there you go. There you go. Woo! That was information that I needed that I didn't know that I needed. Thank you so much. Oh my god. No, of course, of course. Cause I mean that's that's the best thing, right? They're like trying to keep like each other safe. Also, it's trendy. Hello. Hello. We see, we see, we're seeing all the cool kids doing it. So let's All the let's cool kids. <laughs> I bet you Dolly Parton double masks. Yeah, I bet she does. Or you know what? She's actually just hiding in her Dolly land. Um from everyone in her else. dolly land oh my god <sighs> dylan if we had a whisper <laughs> land we would be there hiding hello <laughs> oh you know what who knows maybe in a in, in a few in a few months i i i few months. i think we can we can accomplish that am i right <laughs> oh my gosh don't let go of the secret yeah Letting everybody yeah. know we have our own amusement park They're coming like, out even though they... we haven't been uploading <laughs> <laughs> They, that's why we were so busy, you guys. <laughs> we were making an amusement park for y'all yeah, that you can't you go. go to because of COVID. Mm-hmm. It's Anyways. That, that just lives in your imagination. You mm, know? The sexiest kind. And the, the most um, safe as of COVID yes. standards. <laughs> yes. Okay, so there you go. Um, you know what? Mask it up. Mask, Mask it, it up, up. honey. Not like M A S C mask it up, like no, M A S K. No, no, not that. Not that. Not that problematic. <laughs> not that problematic bullshit. Mm. Uh huh. Not that. <laughs> not that mm. feminine phobic shit. Yeah. No, we don't need none of that. Oh my god. Okay. Yes, I love that. <laughs> right. It's finally. Yeah. No. So. So there you go. Layer it. You can have like a surgical mask underneath. Put something really cute on top, like a like a lacy one that you were talking about, or. You know, all kinds of different stuff. I've been seeing these pe- people coming out with the coolest looking masks, and I just, I'm, I'm obsessed. But you cannot have enough. I have so, I have so many, dude. Like, I have an un- unreal amount of masks because I like buy them in like different colors. Because you know, you got to throw them out every day, okay? The, the disposable ones. Also, let this be a message to y'all. Do not put all your eggs in one basket. I learned that very quickly. I had all of my five masks in my bag, and my bag got stolen. So now I'm left with one mask in need of buying more masks. So just remember, never put all your eggs in one basket. Keep your masks at home. Keep one in your car. Like I said, I have, like, a bunch of surgical ones. I can definitely um, throw some in your direction. Oh, thank you. Friends, you hear that everyone <laughs> dylan's giving out free masks <laughs> <laughs> email us at whisperedwfpodcast.com oh no at gmail.com <laughs> all right so uh let's go to our next story let's move on so this one is by david blake 
Uh, and or Blank, sorry, um, David Blank, Blank? and um, okay. it is titled "Detroit Activist Turns Old Potato uh, Bag Chips into Sleeping Bags for the Homeless." <laughs> Isn't that so badass? Because I was, like, thinking about it, and it does. I feel like that would be very warm. Like, it has a lot of, yeah. like, like, it'd be a good insulation, potato chip bags. Because yeah. they're, they kind of remind me of the, you, you know, the uh, the emergency blankets that you're supposed yeah, to take with no. you if you go hiking? Not only that, but, like, what people use is, like, sauna suits, too. Like, I definitely feel like it would help, yeah. like, keep people warm. Oh, my gosh. No, that's amazing. Especially because and, it's, like... I need to let you get into the story. Um, I'll let you get into the story before I like start. No, and, it, and it's so it's is. cold in Detroit, especially right now. So oh, um, yes. yeah, it's a, so she's she's been uh, or they've been. I don't know. I don't know their their gender, but um, they've been collecting bags. I'm putting them together for the homeless, which is like I can't think of a, like a, a cooler thing because not only are you reducing waste but also giving it a new purpose and the new purpose happens to be something incredibly important keeping people warm hello so i don't know i was just in love with this when i saw this um her name or or i'm sorry one more time um oh yeah they're they're using her and she in here um her name is eraderhi Arietta, which I know I'm saying that wrong, and I'm so sorry because she she is doing badass things, and I want to get her name right, but I obviously do not know how to say it. But yeah, you, you're. Hello. It'll be on the blog. It'll be on the blog. We will post it. Okay. Um. So. So and not only is um, she's a an environmental activist, but also like using using she's like collects them and then she um cuts them open and then irons them with a lining of um of plastic which i'm assuming the plastic is like also repurposed um so the idea came from an online video of of a woman in in um england who fashioned sleeping bags from um snack pack pouches so she took the idea from someplace else and now she she um is doing that also so she's 25 years old and then she wow this 25 is being thrown around a lot today i your lucky number no uh, honestly 25 hello it's coming mm. for me pretty soon um in april mm. i'm gonna turn 25 so and sexy it sounds like old to me i don't know why like it's like hitting me that no like, you're like 25. on the brink of like 30 and like dirty 30 hello hopefully COVID yeah. isn't a thing so we could celebrate <laughs> Yeah, no, hopefully we're, we're better because I, I do want to do something fun for my birthday this year because I didn't do one last year. So mm. let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. Also, um, just so everybody knows, Dylan's birthday is on 420. <laughs> <laughs> um, technically not really, but it's very close. So, yes. Yes. It is so, yes. In, it is 420 in our hearts. Um. So let's see. So she she wants so uh, okay. So she wants to create sixty bags by early February. That's her goal. So and these are like full full like sleeping bags. Like they fit a person in them. So like I mean I'm sure it's a lot of work, but she's out here. She's putting in the time, putting in the effort, and making a huge difference. So let's see. There's a quote by her right here. I want people to think about these things and for our products to come in full circle. I have 
I have never been shy of humanity work because first I am human. Oh, awesome. There you go. Oh, so I love that. Badassery. Every single Can we day. just talk about like how in the early 2000s, like people were like taking soda can tops and like making purses and like making like bags out of like Capri Sun and like hot Cheeto bags and whatnot. Yeah. I feel like this is significantly like so much better, like uh, rather than like fashion purses, yeah, can like make... help create sleeping bags for the homeless. Oh my God. It's so cool. It's like such a cool thing that you're repurposing. I, I just, this blew my mind. I, w- I was like thinking about how we used to do that, right? Like we used to like, like the little soda can tops. Like I think of the movie um, with Lindsay Lohan and she like meets the famous guy and she has a little like, <laughs> the little soda can necklace that was like so trendy and I wanted one so bad. Mm, I miss when Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff were like the stars that we refer to. Lindsay Lohan, Hilary Duff, and Amanda Bynes. I miss them. Oh my gosh. Okay, so off topic a little bit. Let's like a tiny Sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda Bynes came out with a song called Diamonds. Is it good? I haven't heard it, but I I put it there. Like, I was like, I'm going to listen to this in a little bit. And I forgot about it. But now that you mention her, I remembered. So, um, I think it might be bad. Um, so, but I have faith for her. Like, maybe. I have maybe... faith. Yeah. She's trying to do something. Good for her. What if it's, like, super fun? Amanda yes. Bynes makes a song. We make a podcast. You know? Like, we're all just out here trying to do something. <laughs> yeah. And she's doing it, you know? I don't know if she's doing it well. Because I haven't heard it yet. But she's doing it. So, <laughs> uh, also, also, Hillary Duff is out here, you know, living her best life Ugh. with her baby. We talk about Hillary Duff too much on this show. Uh, do we? <laughs> <laughs> this is not her first occurrence on Whisper really? Podcast. Okay, well, you are, welcome back, Hillary. Thank you for um, being another not the Clinton, the show. Duff, the Duff, the Duff, the Duff. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. So, um, I don't know if you want to start off with your perks. So, uh, starting on my perks. Oh, sorry. Oh, ah, I'm a mess. Okay. Ah! Ooh, oh, uh-huh. ooh, okay. <laughs> starting off my perks, I have something really amazing to hear. Uh, Biden lifting Trump's transgender ban, transgender military ban. Something that shouldn't have been in place to begin with. Hello? Yes. So, President Biden on Monday repealed former President Trump's ban on most transgender people serving in the military. The latest action Biden is taking to quickly unravel his predecessor's policies. There you go. His predecessor's (laughs) policies. The president signed an executive order that sets that quote sets the policy that all Americans who are qualified to serve in the armed forces of the United States should be able to serve. End quote. According to a fact sheet released ahead of a newly minted defense secretary Lloyd Austin's meeting with the president at the White House. What I'm doing is enabling all qualified Americans to serve their country in uniform and essentially restoring the situation where transgender where transgender personnel, if qualified in every other way, can serve their government in United States military, end quote, Biden said before he signed the order. He was joined in the Oval Office by Austin, Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staffs Jen Mark Miley and Vice President Kamala Harris, 
wearing masks and standing a socially distanced length away from each other. Oh, just, oh, wow. Um, all beautiful things. It's like music mm-hmm. to my ears. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry. Getting on top of here. This is the right thing to do. Austin said in written statement after the order was signed, it is also the smart thing to do. The order revokes Trump's 2017 and 2018 orders banning transgender military service and directs the Pentagon and Department of Homeland Security, under which the Coast Guard falls, to ensure all policies are consistent with Biden's order. According to the fact sheet, it also immediately bans involuntary separations, discharges, and denials of re-enlistment based on gender identity. Troops will be able to serve in their gender identity where they feel complete in their transition and their gender has officially been changed in the Defense Department's personal system, according to the fact sheet. The The order further requires the Pentagon to review records of service members who were discharged or denied re enlistment under the ban, the fact sheet said. The Pentagon will, quote, immediately take appropriate policy action to ensure individuals who identify as transgender are eligible to enter and serve in their self-identified gender, Austin said. Recruits will be able to serve in their gender identity when they meet all applicable accession standards, he added. The policy will also ensure all medically necessary transition-related care is available to service members, he said. Quote, the United States Armed Forces are in business of defending our fellow citizens from our enemies, foreign and domestic, End quote. Austin said, I believe we accomplished that mission more effectively when we represent all, all our fellow citizens. I also believe we should avail ourselves of the best possible talent in our population, regardless of their gender identity. We would be rendering ourselves less fit to the task if we excluded from our ranks, from our ranks people who meet our standards and who have the skills and the devotion to serve in uniform. Biden's order directs the Pentagon and Department of Homeland Security to update him in 60 days on their progress in implementing open service policies. Quote, Over the next 60 days, I look forward to working with the senior civilian and military leaders of the department as we expeditiously... Is that a word? Yes, it is. uh, Develop the appropriate (laughs) policies and procedures to implement these changes, Austin said in his statement. Chief of Naval Operations Administration, Michael Gilday, who became the Navy's top officer during the Trump administration, administration, also said Biden's order is the right thing to do and is another step in ensuring that we continue to recruit and retain the best and most qualified people. Today's policy change eliminates an unnecessary barrier to service and ensures we are able to carry out our mission with the best qualified and most capable sailors, regardless of gender identity, sexual orientation, gender, race, or creed, Gilday says in a statement. I am absolutely confident in the ability of our sailors, active and reserve uniform and civilian, to implement this policy in a manner that both protects the readiness of the force and also upholds values cherished by our service. Biden pledged during his presidential campaign to lift Trump's ban, referring to it as a day one priority. But it was not among the batch of executive orders Biden signed after his inauguration last Wednesday amid a delay in Austin's confirmation. With Austin's confirmation Friday, Biden was expected to act as soon as Monday. The Obama administration, in which Biden was vice president, lifted the previous ban on transgender military service in 2016. A RAND Corporation study commissioned by the Pentagon during the Obama administration found found allowing open service would have a minimal impact on readiness. Additionally, in 2018, the chiefs of Army, Navy, Marine Corps, and Air Force said in congressional testimony that they had seen no problem with discipline, morale, or unit cohesion resulting from transgender troops serving openly in the military. 
But in 2017, Trump tweeted, Trump tweeted he would reverse the open service policy, saying he would not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. The tweet blindsided Trump's Pentagon leadership, which weeks earlier had delayed allowing new transgender recruits to enlist so they could review the policy. In 2019, after the Supreme Court paved the way for the policy to take effect amid pending lawsuits, the Pentagon implemented a policy meant to fulfill Trump's order that bars most transgender people from serving in the military unless they do so in their biological sex. The Democratic-controlled House voted several times to block Trump's policy, most recently in July, but legislative efforts to repeal the ban were unsuccessful amid a Republican control of the Senate and White House, even as a handful of Republicans supported open service. Today, by, quote, today by reversing the harmful discriminatory policy of previous administration, President Biden has ensured that thousands of transgender service members will be able to serve as their authentic selves, House Armed Services Committee Chairman Adam Smith said in a statement Monday. The Biden administration's commitment to these brave service members and their fair treatment under the law underscores the immersive value of each and every man and woman who serves or will serve in our country in uniform regardless of their sex assigned at birth. The Trump administration denied its policy was a ban because of some limited expectations. For example, Trump's policy allowed transgender troops and recruits to seek a waiver to serve openly. The military is only known to have granted one waiver since the ban took effect. Trump's policy also allowed those who came out under the Obama administration's policy to continue serving openly. A memo released over summer of the Palm Center, which researches issues of gender and sexuality in the military, said open service could be restored within 30 days of an executive order because the Pentagon had to keep the Obama administration's policy framework intact in order to allow those who already came out to continue serving openly. Quote, Today, those who believe in fact-based public policy and a strong, smart national defense have a reason to be proud, Palm Center Director Aaron Belkin said in a statement Monday. Quote, The ban will now be replaced with a single standard for everyone that, as in successful previous policy, will apply equally to all service members. This is a major step in the defense, not only of America, but American values. We look forward to the speedy implementation of exclusive policy, end quote. An estimated 14,700 service members on active duty are in the reserves identified as transgender, advocates say. According to Pentagon data, about 1,500 troops since 2016 have been diagnosed with gender dysphoria, the medical term for distress that occurs when someone's gender identity differs from the sex assigned at birth. Those fighting the ban, who have been urging Biden to act quickly, hailed Monday's action. Quote, It is my highest goal to serve my country in the U.S. military, and I fought this ban because I know that I am qualified to serve, Nicholas Tabel, a transgender man who was in the Army ROTC program at the time the ban at the time, the ban took effect and is in plaintiff in a lawsuit against the policy, said in statement. I am thrilled and relieved that I, I and other transgender Americans can now be evaluated solely on our ability to meet the military standards. I look forward to becoming the best service member I can be. Four lawsuits were filed against the Trump administration's policy. Lawyers in the case have said that, that they expect the suits to be resolved when Biden reverses the ban. Quote, President Biden's order allows us to put shameful episode behind us and marks the beginning of a much brighter era in which military service is once again based on a person's qualifications, not on who they are, said Shannon Minter, legal director of National Center for Lesbian Rights and co-counselor in Talbot's suit. 
Quote, transgender people have proved their fitness to serve and asked nothing more than the opportunity to do so based on the same standards that apply to others. The American Civil Liberties Union, which is leading another of the lawsuits, said that the cases seeking an end to the ban will be moot once the Pentagon fully implements orders and allows new transgender recruits to enlist but stress the organization would not hesitate to turn the courts should there be any delay. Until all of the paperwork is finalized and they are able to enlist, those lawsuits still pending in courts. So I think we have the resources we need to hold the administration's feet to fire if they, for some reason, go slower than they should. End quote. Josh Block, senior staff attorney at the ACLU's LGBT and HIV project, told reporters on a conference call. Quote, all indications are that it will be implemented without delay, but we still stand ready to ensure that that happens through the courts if necessary. Oh my god. First of all, can we talk about how he made this his day one priority? Like, I feel as if any other administration would have just put this as like an afterthought. The fact that he made this day one. Yeah, it was day one. Yeah. No, and I think a lot of people don't realize like how important that this was because for a lot of transgender youth i mean very high rates of um homelessness and and why shouldn't they have the same opportunities as a cisgendered person Uh, especially if they have if they have that calling that they want to serve the country and they want to you know be in the military um they want to go through the training they want to do all of that then why wouldn't we celebrate that and why wouldn't we allow them to be part of it and yeah so i don't know i always thought it was crazy like when i heard that this ban was going through i i thought it was wild because because trump like his excuse was that it was too expensive to keep them in because of their health care what about your golf trips sir Um, sorry (laughs) but so like one no and that's my point i was gonna make like literally one day at his golf course was far more than than we would spend on all of the transgender um health care so it was just i'm just happy that it's going right like now but i still i can't imagine like being a oh god no in the military having being in that being in that um not only is it hard to be transgender to begin with but being in a situation where you're in the military like i could imagine discrimination being very high and who knows maybe not but just the fact that you it's something that you want to do and it's something that you want to show up for your country and the fact that you're being told no because of how you choose to identify and how you see yourself like i think that that's crazy so i'm really proud of biden and what a yeah what an awful attack on transgender exactly. people that are like you can serve you can die for our country but you you have to do it as the sex you were assigned up for. um fuck excuse you. the fuck out of you can yeah. we also talk about how like trump was like oh it's too expensive but yet ivanka and some other fucking trump specimen whatever the fuck made their secret their secret service or security use different bathrooms and it costs like three thousand dollars a week because they didn't want them using the white house oh, bathroom. oh that's right yeah because they had to rent out an apartment just so, so they could go use the restroom and it would be different building different apartments like it wouldn't be just one like it would be like different airbnbs and things so it's like it would get costly to where even the obamas were like yeah that's not cool like you can come and like pee and shit in our house like 
So you're telling me that you all want to spend $3,000 so your secret service can go to the bathroom somewhere else, but you can't fucking support transgender healthcare? Like, that's fucking stupid. I I thought that was so ridiculous when I saw that. I was like, you've got to be joking. These people don't give a fuck about the the U.S. Like, they really don't. They don't. They don't care about... They don't care about our fucking tax money. They, they're they just, you know, shitting on it. You know? <laughs> but we're not going to tarnish this beautiful story. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. We're not no, going to tarnish this beautiful got, story we got, with yeah, that <laughs> something was of the past. But congratulations no, no. to trans people if this is something that you've been wanting to do to serve your country. I think that it's amazing and this is something that shouldn't have to been reversed, but I'm glad that it was. And just, I, like, yeah. thank you, Joe Biden, for doing this, like, your first day in office. Like, it's amazing. It does, it does, um, like, it makes me feel, like, I get nervous thinking about the fact that it was so easy, like, to put in place and then it was so easy to take out of place and then so easy to put in place and then so i don't know like how biden's gonna do it so you can really solidify um the transgender people's rights to serve um but i'm hoping that it's it stays it's efficient it's it's efficient and that they're at least guaranteed that because that sucks you know if you you don't know if you're gonna be allowed to serve you're you have to say that you're Imagine the dysphoria. Oh, gosh. It's like, I deal with dysphoria if I wear too baggy of jeans. Like, I can't imagine not being told that I couldn't serve in the military because having of my transgender to be like, Yeah, having to be, like, in the, like, imagine, like, in the male, like, you know, rooms and everything. Oh, God. I don't know. Like, All the pressure. Terrifying. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's wonderful just, things. Oh, God. <laughs> yes yes thank goodness it's actually working out for the best right now so um but like like i said we do have to keep um biden accountable for all the things that he did has been promising um yes yeah. sir and, you promise uh, a think, lot so yeah so we're just gonna keep you keep reminding you and that's i mean how it should be yes the the government they work for us you know exactly the, the government yeah so we're the people we the people. We the people. <laughs> we the people are in charge, honey. It's us. Also, can we talk about, like, literally the day after so- he got, like, inaugurated, or it was, like, maybe the day of, someone posted, they are like, Biden could do this, but he won't. Biden could also do this, but he won't. Biden could do this, but he won't. And I'm like, honey, he literally just got into the office. Relax. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I mean he I think he he hit the floor running. He really did. Like he has been doing a yes. lot. Um, I he inherited a lot of bullshit that he has to also undo. So that's not very oh, fair. Oh god, I'm sure he, so much. He he probably inherited the worst fucking shit, um, and the White House like that. He's like trying his best to shovel out, but at the end of the day, he inherited the worst. So yeah, we have to give him a minute. We have to give him a minute. So Let's remember, he has four years. Let's be patient. Like, hopefully shit is going to happen, which as we can see, things already are. So with that being said, would you like for me to jump into my next story or would you like to uh, do yours? Okay. So um, this also has to do with Joe. Good old Miss Miss Joe Biden. Um, (laughs) Joe Biden picks Dr. Rachel Levine set to make U.S. trans history. This is a story by Mikkel Street from uh, Out Magazine. Oh, oh yes. 
gosh, my heart is just so warm telling this story already. Um, Joe Biden has been making diversity a hallmark of his administration, even before his first day in office. His slate of nominations and announcements will likely see him with the most amount of firsts in the modern history. Alongside Kamala Harris, others like Adwell Edayamo, Xavier Bracera, Carlos Elizondo, Pete Buttigieg, Deb Holland, and more. Now, Dr. Rachel Levine is set to join the list, currently serving as U.S. Secretary of Health for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Levine is being nominated as Assistant Secretary for Health of the Health at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. In her current post since July 17, Levine has made her headline news for handling for her handling of the ongoing global pandemic. If she were to be confirmed by the Senate, she would become the first trans person ever confirmed by the Senate for a government role. Quote, Dr. Levine, Dr. Rachel Levine will bring the steady leadership and essential expertise we need to get the people through this pandemic, no matter their zip code, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability, and meet the public health needs of our country in this critical moment and beyond, Biden said in a statement. She is historic and deeply and deeply qualified choice to help lead our administration's health efforts, end quote. Levine served as one of the public faces of Pennsylvania's response to the ongoing crisis, but was replaced, but was a respected figure long before. She was confirmed as Pennsylvania's physician general in 2015 by a Republican-controlled Senate. That Senate went on to confirm her twice more over the years. She graduated from Harvard College and Tulane University School of Medicine. She now, join- she now joins Becerra, who is Biden's Health and Human Service Secretary nominee. Both are expected to be confirmed by the Senate, where Democrats have a simple majority. Oh my god, like... Trans people like feeling <laughs> so seen, like it's I crazy. It. I'm here for it all the way. Yeah, no, it honestly that made me so happy when I found that out. I was like, like hopefully she's out here like doing the damn thing. I, I'm excited to see like what kind of stuff. I'm excited you- to see what she does. Yeah, me too. And also, yeah, like again, we're not. We're not like saying that Biden being in the house is a prob like the solving of all problems. I don't want anybody to get that misinterpretation, but I'm just saying like all of the wonderful things that have come out so far is so great. And for me, it literally feels like the end of that Britney Spears music video, um, where uh till the world ends, where like everybody's like uh-huh. dancing like underneath like yeah. the fucking in the sewers, and then like they come out and like they see the sun and like they're blinking their eyes and they're like, Oh my god. What have we been missing this whole entire time? Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. (laughs) And my last story, something that I was overly surprised by, but I am just so happy for her and everything that's to come for her. Jojo Siwa confirms she can't. Ah, ah, that was one of mine. Gay cousin shirt. Oh my gosh. Okay, we can share this. We can share this. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, uh, go, go ahead. That was one of my my little pick me pick me ups. Um, oh my god! Yeah, good for her. That I, made I, me I, so I, happy. I felt that one. I, w- I was like, okay. I I kind of when she came out, I was like, yes, not the yes. thing I knew, but I was like, that makes one hundred percent the sense I wanted to make, and I just I'm <laughs> so excited for her. Also, like I have never been a JoJo Siwa stan. Like I had nothing against her, but like I was never a stan. I think I'm like fully a stand now like 
Hello, Josiwa. You're I'm out here. here doing the damn thing. We're gonna embrace her. She is out here. Welcome to queer. the community, honey. Hello. Yes, no. Uh, she's <sighs> definitely welcome, but I did... I do think it's important for us to not expect too much from her. Oh, God, no. Uh, because she's young. Also, she's, like, figuring her shit out still. Yeah. Like, I feel like people are all of a sudden, like, oh, you're, like, a gay icon. Like, you're gay. Like, uh, Yeah. You we know, can't put all this model. pressure on her just yet. She just yeah. came out. Let her embrace yeah. it. Let her, yes. you know, yes. feel her surroundings and get comfortable with it. Yeah. The... Because everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, look at this role model for gay kids everywhere. Like, okay, calm down, guys. Like, Hold on. Just came out. Just <laughs> Refer came them out towards, the like, Gaga's direction for now. Let jo- JoJo get comfortable in her place. Um, yeah. <laughs> but to kind of touch a little bit more on this, uh, <laughs> this is a story by Mikkel Street. I'm sorry. I'm only laughing because you and I both have the same story. Um, mm-hmm. This is a story by uh, Mikkel Street. And also from Out Magazine, days ago, JoJo Siwa trended on Twitter, which I was also like curious where I was like, oh no, is this girl getting canceled? Poor thing. She is so young to be getting canceled. So I'm really glad to find out that that's not what it was. Um, JoJo Siwa trended on Twitter for hours of speculation surfaced surrounding two TikTok accounts she was featured in. One featured the star lip syncing to Lady Gaga, while the other saw her dancing to the lyrics One of Us with other LGBTQ plus creators. To, me- to many, it was clear that Siwa was using the post to come out, but some were skeptical. Now, the uh-huh. teen has pushed it all a step further. Quote, my cousin got me a new shirt, end quote, she posted on Twitter. In the <laughs> image, her hair is her hair is in its trademark to the side ponytail as Siwa looks down at the words of the shirt. The shirt itself says, best gay cousin ever. Simple enough. Siwa has long had an LGBTQ plus fan base. When she asked a pair of drag queens how she felt about being a gay icon, she responded without hesitation. I love it. If there was any hesitation in labeling her a gay icon, Lemon batted it away when the when she decided to do a drag as Siwa on Candace Drag Race. The one-time Dance Mom star has long boasted a love for the rainbow, which may have muddled other signs that she wanted to come out. She has since liked tweets from National Students Pride and Arizona Representative Daniel Hernandez Jr. welcoming her to the LGBTQ plus community. She also liked a tweet from Tori Mercer. Quote, I know I'm not exactly, I know I'm not exactly demographic, but Jojo Siwa's coming out really has me emotional, she wrote. We don't know her label yet, but thinking about her number of kids who watch her, she came out at the top of her career and I respect it so much, end quote. After the TikTok of her lip syncing to Lady Gaga's Born This Way went viral and many speculated she was coming out, she retweeted from Anastasia G. <laughs> Uh, Jojo Siwa is on the right track. She was born this way. It read with an emoji of the pride flag. Many (laughs) took this as further confirmation. On Instagram Thursday, she wore a Gucci oversized bomber for the brand's pride collection. Dylan, I know that we shared the same story, but do you have anything to add? Because, oh my gosh. So there's been some homophobic mommies on Twitter. Oh, no. And they're like, my daughter will not be watching you anymore. And then she responds with like, okay, explanation mark. 
So that no. was cute. Okay. Oh, well, I, I love was that. like, okay, like, you know, but who knows? What are you going to do about like, it? Like, yeah, like, I mean, it's done. It's, what's done is done. She's out and proud. And that's that. Yes. Um, Can we also talk about, like, not to steer away the spotlight from Jojo Siwa, but like when SpongeBob came out on Nickelodeon, um, <laughs> people were also offended. So, like, SpongeBob is also a fictional character. So, SpongeBob is like, also a fictional character. Down. Yeah. We knew about Spongebob from long ago, so it's just yeah. like, let's not demonize people who come out and who are just so happen to be children's icons. Um, I don't know if you remember one of the um, sister sisters, sisters, I think it's uh, Tia and Tamara, I forgot mm-hmm. which one, but she came out on, and this doesn't have to do with Jojo Siwa, <laughs> but she came out on like the talk or the round table, some type of show, whatever, talking about how she doesn't need her child to be exposed to things like Bert and Ernie. She doesn't need to know their sexuality or their relationship or like that. They're sleeping together and things like that. And I'm just like, um, honey, like we need exposure like this. So that way children's know, children know that it's okay to identify with what they feel with. And we can't continue to suppress this. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we're so tired of seeing these straight ass, cis white ass fucking couples on TV. Like we need some diversity. We need some flavor. We need some culture we need some taste maybe that was problematic and i might cut it out later but the thing is is that children need exposure (laughs) okay no the point the point yeah the point you're making i think is you need to expose you you need to be exposed like i don't know what i would have done different i think i maybe would have came out sooner and saved myself a lot of grief if i would have just like been exposed to more queer culture so no, I completely agree. And just knowing that, like, you're okay, that you're not, like, broken. Um, sometimes seeing something as simple as, like, a character on TV that is somewhat like you. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah. And, I mean, when I was a child, and I, because I remember, like, it being, like, a whole news thing. And, like, they were making it problematic that, like, Timmy Turner was, like, voiced by a female and, like, they're making it problematic that, like, they're putting gay in our face with Spongebob and Patrick, you know? But I was just, like, in my head, being, like, four to six years old, I was, like, I kind of feel that way, though. So it's, like, why am I being demonized, you know? So it's, like, growing up, I just thought that it wasn't okay and it wasn't something that we should do. So rather, instead of putting those ill intentions on the queer community, why don't we just support it and allow it to happen as it should? And if Mm -hmm. it's not something that you want to expose your child to, just know that you're not allowing them to know what's out there in the world because it's just not your perfect little bubble where it's cis straight couples. Like, it's... There's yeah. way more to it than that. So I mean, congrats. yeah, and 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 seeing it is not gonna turn you gay. Obviously. Exactly. So it's just gonna it's gonna teach your child like if, excuse me if your if your child is um, straight it's gonna teach them to be just more accepting of others who aren't. So I think I think it's just it's badass, and I think we need to you know celebrate when there is. Um, when there is more exposure like this and when there is like more characters and more people who are out and proud. So yeah. So I'm very happy to see her come out. And obviously she's been trying to do it for a while. And every time she does it, like people are are like, Oh no, she's not. She's just like, you know, whatever. She just really (laughs) likes rainbows. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, finally like, okay, like how, like how, how do I do it? So y'all get the drift already. 
But like, yeah, come on. It's so funny. It's so funny. And I'm happy for oh. her. I hope Congratulations, like- Jojo Siwa. <laughs> Welcome to the queer community. I yes. am so happy for you. Um, and, you know, just take time. Like, there is no rush to be anywhere. Take time to find yourself and figure figure out what it is. Like, I'm just so happy for you. Like, yes. No pressure. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> All right. Be a gay icon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I don't know. A lot of good news. A lot of like eh, news. A lot of sad news. But a lot of news. A lot of things. Nobody a can say lot that of this. News. Yeah, and a lot of like you can't say that this month was not eventful. So I'm excited. Hopefully, um, there's plenty more. Uh, good things coming up in February, um, the month of romance. So I'm interested. I feel like maybe we should have a theme next month or something. I think that would be so fun. Oh my god, yes. Could we please? Um, So Dylan, (laughs) I believe you have a couple more stories for us. Okay, so some quick entertainment news. I feel like some little drama with the actors and the famous people, the people that are out here, you know. So Elliot Page, he filed for divorce. Yeah, yeah. You know what? But they're ending it gracefully. They apparently both love each other still. Um, They were married for three years. Um, but, you know, like, Ellie just came out and everything. And I know that changes the dynamic of the relationship a lot of the times. But as long as they are both happy and they are moving forward, I think we need to respect them and just send love their way. Just hopefully that they yeah. both, um, you know, work things out um, in whatever way that would be necessary. So that happened. Also, uh, Kristen Stewart is playing... Um, Princess Diana in... <gasps> I saw that! Oh my gosh, like, this is probably the most stunning that I've seen Kristen. No, like, like, she looks good as Princess Diana. I was very... I was, um... I was impressed by the, the photos, because I saw, like, the little teasers and everything, and she looks like she... Yeah, she looks good. Uh, I don't know if there's any, like, Halsey fans, but she also, um, posted pregnancy photos, so she's pregnant now. <gasps> what?! Oh my gosh, a little Halsey baby! Yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah, that's cool. She's out here, you know, having a baby, being pregnant and whatnot. Yeah, so I was. Just, that was just some relevant little news that is just with the, the, um, the stars. So, I don't know if you'd like to add uh, anything to that. Some well, I have a little... Well, maybe it's not so lighthearted. Maybe it's kind <laughs> of like... Uh, it kind of just leaves a uh, bad taste oh. in your mouth. Oh gosh, give um, us something good to so, taste. Okay, okay, I just need you all to hear this okay. and understand this okay. because it, it. I just need people to know that like it's not okay. Okay. Um, and like it's not really like a laughing matter. Matter. Um, there was a trend on Twitter. Well, a trending tag on Twitter called transracial. And the person no. who started this trend Not real. has had their account um, suspended because of everything that they put out. Um, this person, uh, Dave Checks, whose Twitter account is now suspended, so you can't send them hate. And even if it wasn't, please don't send anybody hate. Like, that's not cool. But um, they came out as transracial. They felt as if their 
racial identity wasn't matching to theirs. I believe they were either Hispanic and or white. And they came out as black. Mm. Now, there's a lot to unpack here. So we're not going to dive too deep into it. But along with coming out as transracial, they dropped the N-word three times on their profile, saying that they can now say that because they're transracial and black. This was Why then is followed that the by... first thing that you would want to do if you... I'm, I'm sorry. The, I, yes. No, that, that's just like what... I, <sighs> I just want to hit that real quick. Like, why would that be the first thing that you would want to do? Like, if, if exactly. you were born the next day as a different race or something, I feel like that wouldn't be the thing that I would go towards. I would go towards maybe educating myself further in my new culture, apparently. But not possible. But, you know, like, if I were to wake up one day and be a different race, I would obviously want to educate myself in what my new race is instead of... Rather than just dropping the N-word yeah, because that's... you think it's okay to say what? it because you believe that you're a part of this culture which you have no experience of oppression or anything that this Ew. culture has experienced. That's so... so um, oh, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> this what? was followed by other white people also coming out as transracial in blackface. Oh, mind you, all these people who came out as transracial, there was like at least three or four people that I saw that day, they were all in blackface. Um, not okay. Please, if you feel as if you need to come out as transracial, I definitely refer you, I'm definitely referring you to a therapist because there's a lot to unpack there. Um, and that's just not okay to come out as a race that has been oppressed and has been mistreated for so long that you, you think because it's cool and trendy that you want to come out of that as that race or that you feel that you identify with that race. Like, it's just not okay. So I hope that if that is something that you're currently experiencing, that you go and seek therapy because, again, I just feel as if there's a lot to unpack there. And I'm not the one to advocate and or adv- advise you on what to do yeah. in that experience aside from going to get therapy. So um, that's just what I wanted to end on. A little Okay, can, little can we I end remembered. on a little bit more of a positive note? I have a little. I found a story right now. <laughs> Because I was not going to let... I, You're like, no. Transracial is not going to take control. I was not going to let us end on a negative note here. So Mexico City <laughs> with 1 million or 9 million people joins China in enacting a new ban on single-use plastics and straws in 2021. So that's... Hello. Yeah, that's badass. Like, I mean, we're not, we're not doing the single-use containers, the cut cutlery the straws the cups all that so um it's done honey in china and mexico city united states biden biden you're not doing enough honey you gotta jump on it i am gonna state really quick is that straws are necessary for um people with disabled yeah yes with so so i think this is a really good step moving forward but i'm sure we're still I'm, I'm going to look into it and see if, like, maybe they have exceptions when it comes to, you know, people um, with disabilities. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's a good news. Something good to um, to yeah, sit on. Hello. I love that. Um, and, and I that's think that, this year. So, 2021. That's amazing. And I think that us, like, being mindful of the disabled community 
is something that should be taken into consideration when it comes to the use of mm-hmm. plastic and or bendy straws because they do tend to need them if they can't fully like lift themselves up or you know aren't able mm-hmm. to like reach the straw so if you see somebody using a plastic straw you may not know what their situation may be maybe they're not maybe it is someone who's not thinking about the sea turtles but also consider that it's somebody <laughs> who might actually need yeah that to assist them with taking in fluids so yeah but oh my gosh dylan this was an amazing episode i am so happy that we were able to get back to this it feels so good to be back into the flow and just to sit down and talk to you for like an hour and a half like yeah no <laughs> it's beautiful about important stuff so i i think it was yeah. all, all, all topics that were fun and that we got to we got to chat about and here we are yes um so yeah so I don't know. How do we usually end this? <laughs> uh, we usually end this by saying we are okay, we Whisper go. Podcast. But I do want to say that thank you all for being so patient with us during this time. I know that people have reached out asking where we have mm-hmm. been. And both Dylan and I have kind of been incognito, especially on Instagram as well, too. So I just want to say thank you, everyone, who has been patient with us during this time. And I hope that you look forward to our episodes coming the first Friday of every month per usual. Uh, We will be sure to let y'all know as soon as we jump back into our true crime and art segments. But for now, look forward to this episode. Well, obviously, if you're listening to it already, this came out on the first Friday of February, but please look forward to our next episode in March. We'll have stories for you of February. So thank you all so much for listening. We are Whisper Podcast. Thanks for listening to Whisper Podcast. We're Zach and Dylan, and you can find us at Whisper Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Whisper underscore podcast. Visit our website and blog at thewhisperpodcast.com. Interested in chatting with us live? Send us a DM at one of the social sites or reach out at whisperwfpodcast at gmail.com with potential interviewees stated in the subject line. Cover art by Dylan Gomez. Editing by Zach Tyler. Music by audionautics.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Love the show? Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. We are a completely independent show, and if you'd like to give your support for the show and get a shout-out on air with a special gift, you can find us at WhisperPodcast on Patreon.com. Zach and Dylan are not licensed professionals, nor do we claim to be. Podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. If you or a loved one are in need of immediate help, we recommend that you contact a licensed professional or a hotline pertaining to your needs which can be found on our website under the Help Is Here tab.